Get the coolest mesh online at mesh.alfred.vip. Sometimes minorities are on the short end of disparities, as in the United States, Britain, and France, and sometimes it is a majority that lags behind, as in Malaysia, Indonesia, or the Ottoman Empire. Sometimes the disparities are blamed on discrimination, sometimes on genes. But in any event, the disparities are treated as oddities that need explaining, no matter how common such supposed oddities are in countries around the world, or in how many centuries they have been common. Because intellectuals' assumptions about these disparities are so deeply ingrained, so widely disseminated, and have such powerful ramifications on so many issues, it is worth taking a closer and longer look at the facts of the real world. You see, that's interesting. Where is it that this wrong leftist ideologies, you know, and these falsities have such a wild reach, and why are they so publicly the main thing? That is because, you know, we let evil people have the power. Who are the most powerful people? You know, people who um, have non-Christian, non-conservative these people who have agendas that fall in line with wokeness and you know they are the ones that created you know the elements of wokeness what um are the things that comprises of um one that is fully woke you know it is it is this folk you know look at um the media why is it that the majority of media is owned by no christians you know by non-conservatives and keep in mind that america was once a christian nation and once upon a time you know in as much as the catholic church was not truly christian you know the spread of christianity was because of that alignment the mixture of the political a political force that you know even when when rome was colonizing as well as when britain was colonizing you know towards the end of rome's colonize colonizing you know that was the formation of the Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church is actually the, or the Catholic Church is what's left over from the Roman Empire. You know, it's the only surviving organization or political or power structure from that era. And, you know, that was translated into the, you know, when you look at the British um, and their own conquering and their own um, colonizing. You know, that being said, you know, there are people who misconstrue things and says that, say things like um, Christianity spread through colonization and, you know, through conquering, through blood and all of that. No, that is a wrong characterization of things because, first of all, you have to understand that it was a matter of, you know, this went along with what those who had the most power um, possessed. You know, this was what they carried along with them. Their interpretation you know, their version of Christianity, which was the, the Roman Catholic and the Catholic, you know, so naturally that will spread. But Christianity today is not a result of that because then you are ignoring the fact that these same people, the power structure now does not support Christianity, it's actually anti-Christian. You know, there's nothing more that the powers that be, you know, the foreign powers that be, you know, especially in the Western world, there's nothing more they want more than a total rejection of Christianity all around the world, you know, in Africa, in third world countries, in first world countries, all of that. Because you see, 
Christianity has certain things, especially in the book of Revelations, that condemns a lot of things that they plan to do and they, you know, they are heading towards, you know, with this, you know, look at the 666 and the mark of the beast. That goes against a global passport and, you know, a digital ID, especially one that is going to be on the phone and that is eventually going to move to under the skin, you know, into a microchip and all of that. So a QR code, so basically your hand becomes a QR code reader. And as your hand is a, 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 the new version of QR code reader, you know, because of um, what you implant in your hand or in your forehead, you know, now you are not interacting with the world differently and you now have something connected to your brain that can give you the ability to interact with um, 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 augmented reality. You know, so all of that creates a big issue with Christians. You know, you cannot spread Christianity and let Christians have the right to vote when you have these kinds of agendas, you know, so um, there's nothing more that, that they want more than the, the fall of Christianity. Again, you have to also look at the big difference between the Catholic Church and the different um, denominations. All these other denominations, you know, when you cannot say they're a result of the colonization, you know, and the spread during that era, you know, and keep in mind that um, um, the people did not reject it. There are a lot of things that a lot of people reject, but they do not reject. But they retain the things that they believe benefited them. Like people do not reject technology. You know, when the white man spread and was doing all the colonization, technology also came to a lot, of, a lot of all these places as well as slavery. You know, but improved technology was coming. But when the slavery ended and all of that, the colonization ended and the people gained independence, they did not turn back their back on the technology and say, ah, the technology, the white man's technology, you know. So understand that. And it's the same thing, you know, a lot of people who retain Christianity, you know, um, or the influence of it, you know, um, they found it beneficial. So you have to also look at that, you know. I've gone into talking about something else that doesn't really have to do with this video in particular, but let's just skip watching world now and in the past where minorities have outperformed politically dominant majorities it is especially difficult to make the case that discrimination is the cause the problems with genetics as an all-purpose explanation will be dealt with in the next chapter a study of the ottoman empire for example found that of the 40 private bankers listed in istanbul in 1912 not one bore a muslim name nor was even one of the 34 stockbrokers in Istanbul a Turk. Of the capital assets of 284 industrial firms employing five or more workers, 50% were owned by Greeks and another 20% by Armenians. In the 17th century Ottoman Empire, the palace medical staff consisted of 41 Jews and 21 Muslims. The racial or ethnic minorities who have owned or directed more than half of whole industries in particular nations have included the Chinese in Malaysia, the Lebanese in West Africa, Greeks in the Ottoman Empire, Britons in Argentina, Belgians in Russia, Jews in Poland, and Spaniards in Chile, among many others. As of 1921, members of the Tamil minority in Ceylon outnumbered members of the Sinhalese majority in that country's medical profession. In America, there were eight times during the 20th century when a baseball player stole 100 or more bases in a season. All eight times, that player was black. Groups have differed greatly in innumerable endeavors in countries around the world. In 1908, 
Germans were the sole producers of the following products in Brazil's state of Sao Paulo. Metal furniture, trunks, stoves, paper, hats, neckties, leather, soap, glass, matches, beer, confections, and carriages. People of Japanese ancestry who settled in that same state produced more than two-thirds of the potatoes and more than 90% of the tomatoes. Exporters from the Lebanese minority in the African nation of Sierra Leone accounted for 85% of the exports of ginger in 1954 and 93% in 1955. In 1949, Lebanese truckers in Sierra Leone outnumbered African truckers and European truckers combined. In 1921, more than three-fifths of all the commerce in Poland was conducted by Jews, who were only 11% of the population. In 1948, members of the Indian minority owned roughly nine-tenths of all the cotton gins in Uganda. In colonial Ceylon, the textile, retailing, wholesaling, and import businesses were all largely in the hands of people of Indian ancestry, rather than in the hands of the Sinhalese majority. As early as 1887, more than twice as many Italians as Argentines had bank accounts in the Banco de la Provincia de Buenos Aires, even though most 19th-century Italian immigrants arrived in Argentina destitute and began working in the lowest, hardest, and most menial jobs. In the United States, knowledge of the frugality of Italian immigrants and their reliability in repaying debts, even when they had low incomes, caused a bank to be set up to attract this clientele in San Francisco under the name Bank of Italy. It became so successful that it spread out to the larger society, and eventually became the largest bank in the world under its new name, Bank of America. The frugality of Italians was not simply a perception or a stereotype, as A.P. Giannini well knew when he set up this bank. As far away as Australia, Italians earned a reputation for scrupulous honesty in the repayment of their debts, and were frequently able to secure more extensive loans than Australians. At one period of history or another, when it was not one specific racial or ethnic minority dominating an industry or occupation, it has often been foreigners in general, leaving the majority population of a country outnumbered, or even non-existent, in whole sectors of their own economy. Even after the middle of the 20th century, most of the industrial enterprises in Chile were controlled by either immigrants or the children of immigrants. At various times and places, Foreign minorities have predominated in particular industries or occupations over the majority populations of Peru, Switzerland, Malaysia, Argentina, Russia, much of the Balkans, the Middle East, and Southeast Asia. Indeed, it has been a worldwide phenomenon, found even in some economically advanced countries, as well as being common in less advanced countries. In the 19th century, Scottish Highlanders were not as prosperous as Scottish Lowlanders whether in Scotland itself or as immigrants living in Australia or the United States. In the 20th century, Gaelic-speaking children in the Hebrides Islands off Scotland did not score as high on IQ tests as the English-speaking children there. Rates of alcoholism among Irish Americans have at one time been some multiple of the rates of alcoholism among Italian Americans or Jewish Americans. In the days of the Soviet Union, the consumption of cognac in Estonia was more than seven times what it was in Uzbekistan. 
In Malaysia during the 1960s, students from the Chinese minority earned more than 400 degrees in engineering, while students from the Malay majority earned just four engineering degrees during that same decade. Such examples could be extended almost indefinitely, and so could the reasons for the disparities. But a more fundamental question must be faced. Was there ever any realistic chance that the various races would have had the same skills, experience, and general capabilities, even if they had the same genetic potential and faced no discrimination? Different races, after all, developed in different parts of the world, in very different geographic settings, which presented very different opportunities and restrictions on their economic and cultural evolution over a period of centuries. There is no way, for example, that the patterns of economic and social life which originated and evolved in Europe could have originated among the indigenous peoples of the Western Hemisphere, where the horses that were central to everything from farming to transportation to warfare in Europe simply did not exist anywhere in the Western Hemisphere when the European invaders arrived and began transplanting horses across the Atlantic to the New World. Take horses out of the history of Europe and a very different kind of economy and society would have had to evolve in order to be viable. Not only horses were lacking in the Western Hemisphere, neither were there oxen, which were common in both Europe and Asia. There were, in short, no such heavy-duty beasts of burden in the Western Hemisphere as existed on the vast Eurasian landmass, where most of the human races lived throughout recorded history. The way of life in these different regions of the world had no basis on which to be the same, which is to say, there was no way for the skills and experiences of the races in these regions to be the same. The wheel has often been regarded... Well, that's the first time I've heard that kind of analogy, and it makes, you know, it makes sense. That, that's for thoughts. It is fundamental to economic and social advances. But, for most of the history of the human race, the value of wheeled vehicles depended to a great extent on the presence of draft animals to pull those vehicles and there were no wheeled vehicles in any of the economies of the Western Hemisphere when the Europeans arrived. The Mayans had invented wheels, but they were used on children's toys, so the issue was not the intellectual capacity to invent the wheel, but the circumstances that make wheels more valuable or less valuable. Clearly, the way of life among the indigenous peoples of the Western Hemisphere could not have been the same as that on the Eurasian landmass, when there were neither wheeled vehicles nor draft animals in the Western Hemisphere when the Europeans and their animals arrived. Regardless of which race lived in Europe or in the Western Hemisphere, they would have faced very different opportunities or restrictions as regards their economic and cultural development before they encountered each other, and could hardly have been the same at that time. I'll say this, you know, um, with the last part, you know, I don't quite, you know, uh, agree with the example of the indigenous people of the Western Hemisphere referring to the Native Americans because they had horses, you know, they use horses, you know. So, um, and as much as horses are not official beasts of burden, you know, like oxen, you know, horses can be used, you know, especially older horses, you know, any horse pretty much can be used as a beast of burden with farming and all of that, you know. And then when it comes to them invent or reinventing the wheel, you know, whether or not they have come in contact with people who had wheels, you know, and then using cars, you know, for farming, that's, that is also something that was within their reach, you know. 
but apparently it's um, a lot of people did not you know that didn't happen but it's also the, the place of culture and tradition and if it gives space for innovation a lot of cultures and tradition has to do with sticking to that culture and tradition so there's no space for innovation fresh thinking new thinking or new ideas that will improve or change the society you know so there's that so these different factors affect things the point the thing is that i've gotten from this is that you know the the best thing to do you know is to see everyone as humans not by their race or their group and then give everyone the same opportunities don't give this one more or less or say ah this one was um um this one has this and that disadvantage so therefore let us hold back um um opportunity from this one and give it to this one who has less no give everyone let it be open and then if you rise above others pull others who are below below you upwards so everybody help everyone else if they are the ones that rise above let them pull you upwards so um the government or an overarching hand the government should not be that one that tries to have an overarching hand of god that will try to oh you are going too far above others pull you back let's try to make everything equal an equal playing field or try to do some kind crazy um equality balancing acts you know that will always result in trouble so that being said make sure to check out alfred.vip for more thank you and god bless you what you spread is what you get give your best you get the best dress your best and people see the best i'm on my parole 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 with a suit parole with the swag parole with a camp parole with the stash parole with a hat parole with the class parole with a stash parole with the fat i'm on my parole 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 i'm on my parole 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 i'm on my parole 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 Emma Parel, 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 Parel. Say this prayer audibly if you've not given your heart to Jesus Christ. Dear God, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came, died, and was raised from the dead to save me. I confess Him, Lord, over my life and ask you to give me your Holy Spirit to live within me. I receive your Spirit by faith and thank you for I am now born again in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, congratulations. You're now a Christian. Go to Alfred.vip and click the salvation prayer link in the main menu to get resources that will help you with your work with God. God bless you.